Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday we read your emails, we answer your questions, we hear your stories. And you're listening to my voice right now and you're probably thinking, if you've been a listener for any amount of time, you're like, ah, it's an alone episode. Well, I guess the title would have told you that. <laughs> you're not dumb. You saw the title. No name in the title. It's just it's just you and your Uncle J Train. Turn down the lights, dim those lights. It it's it's the week between or we we are experience I'm I'm taping this July third, Monday, July third, on my own. My plan was always to do an alone episode right now because it's that weird thing with a midweek holiday. Midweek holiday, whoo. It kind of screws you up. And there's this thing of like, you know, you feel like a follower. You do. You kind of feel like a follower if you didn't make a plan. There are people out there that made a plan. They saw, and I think they just live differently than me. Maybe they're in a different phase of life. You're probably, I think if I, you know, I have this dream of if I was married with children, somehow I'd be this different person who operates in a different way. But why would that happen? How would that happen? I have this thought in my head that I guess maybe I'm thinking that I'd be, you know, with someone who operates in a way I don't. But maybe I would hate that person. I don't know. But I think there's people out there who saw midweek holiday six months ago and they're like, that's the week we make a trip. That's the week we go to the beach. That's the week we Airbnb. And I don't know, maybe those, I, I, I'd like, there's, I'm envious of those people. I think that they're, they're, they're smarter, smarter, I don't know. They're just better at that. There should be some sort of, like on January 1st of every year, I guess that's a holiday too. There needs to be a date where someone announces the midweek holidays. Hey, this one's a weekend, this one, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should just put in my calendar. Midweek holiday, you know, just let's take a look at the holidays. Let's get ahead. Because when it's a Saturday holiday, oh, you can do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh, back to normal Monday. Tuesday, July 4th? Come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, 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 this is what the podcast is going to be this week. Just a lot of ranty, weird monologues. I want to thank you for being a listener of this podcast. I love doing it. I don't know the date that I started the podcast. I do know it's been more than a decade of doing this. Any show to last a decade is a successful show, and that's because of you guys. So that means a whole lot to me. So thank you. Um, if you enjoy this show, Give it a share. Do whatever you do. Tell someone. I know, listen, people, you know, whatever. I'm not, it's not my responsibility is to make this so fun and entertaining that you want to share it, that you want to say you got to check out this guy who talks to himself sometimes. <laughs> it's so stupid. Midweek holiday. We need a warning just for the single people. I feel like if you're like... I guess, like, you know, the, the the weird part about single versus in a relationship is in a relationship, you kind of have more time, I think. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. Yeah, you probably have more time. I guess pre-kids. Like, I'm thinking of, like, like I have friends that are dinks, dual income, no kids. 
Um, and they're like, the calendar is full. They're driving places, they're Cape, they're abroad, you know, and you're like, is that what you guys do when you just sit there and look at each other? You just look, hey, let's look at the calendar. Let's see if there's midweek holidays. If you're enjoying this part of the podcast, let me take a second to, I'll turn the car into Plug City USA. This is what I do every Monday on Coffee with J Train. If you want to go listen to that, Coffee with J Train is, uh, it. so the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I'm taping this on the third. There's a Coffee with J Train that came out this morning um, where I talk about sex in the city. I get a little political-ish on that one. That's that's always my game. Game. I'm just not, you know, I have to be passionate about something to want to talk about it. I'm passionate about midweek holidays. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about it. I watched the first three episodes uh, and just like that, and if you are a subscriber of um, You Up With Benefits, the paid version of that podcast, then you're going to hear Jordana and I talk about episodes one through three. If you're a subscriber of Patreon, I kind of thought about that conversation afterwards and I, I gave kind of a different take on patreon.com slash Jared Freed Coffee with J Train where I just talked about like how do you get people like I guess the I guess the theme of the episode was like what's your responsibility as a progressive that wants to get people to follow you? That sounds way more serious than it was. I I don't know. I, I, I do. That is the theme of the episode. So, okay. So that's Plug City USA 1. Plug City USA 2. Let me take another stop in Plug City. And it, I hope it's going to be, it's going to involve a little bit of explanation that to me invo- you know, is a little Coffee with J Train-esque. Um, I'm on the road. Go to jaredfreed.com. Um, if you're listening right now, my next road date, Stamford, Connecticut, then Raleigh, Lexington, um, Charlotte, San Diego's on the calendar. There's going to be more on the calendar. I'm kind of dealing with why. I don't know why these links aren't coming out. It's getting annoying. Dayton, Ohio. Is that is that on the calendar? What? Okay, there's a chance Dayton exists to me. I have to check on that. Um, Atlanta is going to be um, September 21st. If it's not on the calendar, I know there's a... Where's the link? I'm not hiding the link. It'll come out. But these are ones that I would love for you to like assemble the group chat. I'm moving into some theaters in some areas. That's a big jump for me. I'd love to get these theaters like popping. Seattle, uh, October 7th. Washington, D.C., November 3rd. Cincinnati... I think that's a private gig uh, for the Jewish people in the area. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Denea, Denaya, um, in Fort Lauderdale area. Um, that's going to be in November. Albany, that's in December. San Diego. So that's all pending dates. They're, they're coming. And then also Long Island, where we're trying to do something. So jaredfree.com for tickets. Now, in addition to that, I am doing, okay, this is, a, this is an announcement that I've put out there on my Instagram and social media, but I want to discuss it here. I am going to be doing an ick show. Now, what is an ick show? Over the, I have a bit. If you've been to my 
stand-up show, I have a bit about not understanding what the ick is from a male perspective. The whole bit is a friend of mine said she got the ick. She explains it to me. I think the ick, when women get the ick, it's both reasonable and insane at the same time. So when I was at shows, what happens is you go, you know, I would, while I was working out the bit, and I started doing the bit um, about April 20, I can, I went back and listened to it because I was in Kansas City and I like heard myself first doing it because I'm doing it in the middle of the set. I'm like, ah, my friend wouldn't fuck a guy because he wore khakis. And I'm talking about that. So that's got to be the first time. So Kansas City, April 1st, 2023, 2022. It's 2023 right now is when I first started doing the bit. And while you're working through it, you're like, ah, you know, you're I, the way I write, I'm like, well, let me get some examples. So I started going to the crowd. Does anyone have a fun ick? And then I remember I was like in Des Moines or I was in Omaha. I think Omaha. And someone was like, the, I went bowling with a guy and him just doing the bowling stance. And I was like, that's so fucking funny. So then I was like, okay, great. I have a begin. I have this bit where I started off with, I don't understand it. Funny, funny, funny. And then I have a few examples that I can do at the end that I can close it with. And then I can talk about how, what the ick means to me as a straight male. Fine. That's the end of the bit. That's your big you know, what does this all mean? But I was like, in the middle, I can kind of like fuck around and kind of wring out the towel as much as I can. And so that's what I would do. Every city, I would go on the road. I would ask, I would say, hey, does anyone have a fun ick? And it's been just a hilarious, fun part of the show that adds an element of a tight wire act with no net underneath because it is improv. It's not written material. And people just enjoyed it. And, and, and so then, you know, with clips, if you follow any stand-up comedians, they're putting out clips because they're putting out advertisements for their shows. They want to show how much fun it is to come to their show live so that they can make more money. That's the reality. They also don't want to burn material. So they don't want to put out their joke and then have you come to the show and go, well, I heard this joke on Instagram. That is the, that's the issue. You have every, you know, you want to put out ads, but you can't put out the goods. You know, you can put out a trailer, but you can't put it the trailer again. What did I say in the beginning? You got to motivate your audience has to love it so much that they go, you got to see this. And if you put out a trailer once they go, Oh, you got to see this. This trailer is funny. You can't put out the trailer again. So how do I keep getting new trailers every day? Well, I'm going to put out my crowd work videos, these moments in the room. Well, the ick bit offered me a reusable, you know, again, a reusable, refreshable trailer to what my shows are like. Now, the issue I have is that the ick bit is on the special I taped in December. I think, in my opinion, the minute the special comes out is the minute that bit is over. So when and where that comes out, I don't know yet. So until then, I was like, okay, what's a great way to kind of like have fun with this bit one more time while also getting some good um, video? You know, you want the clips so I can put it out there in little pieces as trailers to reasons to come to my shows. And so I was like, why don't I go to the Comedy Cellar and we'll film a whole show where people are prepared to bring their icks. And that's what we're going to do. July 12th, the Comedy Cellar, two shows, 8 and 10 p.m. 
If you're in New York, I am sorry to inform you, those shows have already sold out. Now, the comedy seller doesn't sell tickets online. They take reservations. So people don't show up. They make the reservation. They go, ah, I got this reservation. I'm not going to show up. So if you still want to come to the show, a half hour before the 8 and a half hour before the 10, there will be a standby line. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get in if you get there a half hour before. I think people don't show up. So July 12th, if you're in New York City, assemble the group chat. If you want to take a chance, come on out. The area is great to like get drinks with friends and all that stuff. Now, if you're sitting in Des Moines, I, <laughs> my go-to random U.S. city, we are going to live stream this event. So again, a little bit of a chance I'm taking. I don't like... Just, I mean, I don't like, it's just stressful. Being on camera live is stressful. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I'm not funny? This is an improv show more than it's a stand-up show. You're going to be able to watch online. And the whole deal is that Mint, that does the Comedy Cellars live stream shows, which I've done in the past, they're agreeing to get me all the footage if I agree to put this out as a live stream. I think it's a fun show to live stream. There also, a, you know, there's also a deal in place, and I'm being as upfront as I think anyone would ever be. I, I, I'm being pretty transparent here, and you can ask me any question you'd like about this, but you're going to have to, like, sign up for Mint. And at some point, you'll... And, you know, I'll get part of that fee, and Mint will get part of that fee, and what they're trying to do is keep you as a paying customer that tunes in every month every week because they do mint live streams every week from the seller so it's nice if you like stand-up comedy now you have a way to watch the comedy seller the best club in the world i can tell you that right now i've done shows all over the world there is nowhere like the comedy seller let me repeat that there is nowhere like the comedy seller so if you've never gotten to new york or you don't have the ability or you've you know all their shows are always sold out. This is an opportunity to watch a show every Saturday night. So that's the whole deal. So you can live stream this with us at home and we'll be taking submissions from the live streamers of their icks. So you can actually kind of like phone into the show while it's happening. I'm working on guests because, again, me on stage talking about icks for an hour is... <laughs> It's going to be the, that's the feat, you know, that's hard. Um, Alex Kuman, who was on the podcast, hilarious comic, a Needham High graduate like myself, she will be opening both shows. So you'll get to watch Alex, um, and she's fantastic and so funny. The two people I've reached out to, and I will, I'll tease it here, but these are subject to change are Jessica Kirsten and Yamanika Saunders, two friends of mine, two of the funniest comedians in the country, in the world for that matter, because every, to me, there's no international stand-up that really stands up to American stand-up. That's my opinion. They're two of the funniest comedians in the world, and, and, and especially when it comes to off-the-cuff fun. I'm working on that. Jessica hasn't gotten back to me yet. She will. Yamanika got back to me, said she's she's in. But, you know, that changes. People's schedule change. I My schedule changes. Hey, I can't make it tonight. I had another thing come up. I get that. So just if, if, if those guests excite you, 
whoever I would replace them with if they can't do it. Those were my first picks, so to speak. If I were to replace them, I have a, you know, the, the people that I come in contact with every night are the funniest people in the world. So that's my plug plug slash explanation of comedy that maybe you'd ever asked for. Let's get to the emails. Um, and, and, and the live stream at this point should be on my website. There should be a link to it and all that stuff. So <clears throat> jaredfreed.com, jaredfreed.com. And it's July 12th. It's a Wednesday night, 8 and 10. I mean, if you live stream, you can watch both. That's pretty cool. Um, and it will be funny. It will be not funny. I'll bomb. I'll do well. Well, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the goal is to make these clips and have them in my back pocket to promote my live dates and the special wherever it may come out or whenever. Jaredfreed.com for all that information. Um, let's get to the emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We, you know, some of these are going to say, you know, give timestamps that will tell you that like the Jtrain emails were light on. We would love some more Jtrain emails. Advice, lifestyle, relationship, really anything. Anything that you're like, what would someone else think about this? Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I love this first one. Single mom dating struggles. I am not a single mom. But I can speak to you from the perspective of someone proposed as a single man who is proposed with a single mom. This is my perspective. So that could give you one answer out of whatever amount of answers that could be given. Single mom dating struggles. Hi, Jared. An esteemed guest. It's just your boy, J Train. The Wizard of Haas. The Sultan of Scream. The Board Lord. Love all the pods, I'll cut right to the chase. I, 28 female, was seeing this guy, we'll call him Matt, 31 male, for about two months. I really liked him. We have a lot in common, good chemistry, and a lot of our goals and values align. Several weeks in, he asked what I was looking for. Okay, so if you remember, if you're a Patreon subscriber, I used to do a podcast on there called One More Email. I go through these alone a little bit differently than I would with a guest. I'm going to zone in on that. Several weeks in, he asked what I was looking for. Beware of when someone says, what are you looking for? They're, that To me, top line, they're afraid. I don't know what they're afraid about. They're afraid. That is, my, in my opinion. They're asking you for answers to their fear. Now, listen, there's a cynical side. Everyone thinks, well, what are you looking for? It means they don't want anything. That's one of the answers. What are you looking for? It could also mean they, they want more and they're worried you don't want anything. So let's look at, you know, positive, negative, life is gravity. So, but to me, without getting into what the fear is, it is a fear. Let's just, let's just agree on that. So when someone several weeks in, they're getting nervous. I've been that guy. I've been that guy. What are you looking for? Because I'm sitting here. I, I don't know what I'm, I, I don't know where, 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 what's going on here. Or I do know. I do know that I think you like me more than I like you. Or I, and I'm hoping you'll say, oh, well, I'm just looking to fuck and then move on in a couple months. You know, like, or I like you so much, I just want to make sure I'm not fucking up and embarrassing myself. I told him that I have dated casually in the past, but because of where I am in life, mom to a five-year-old, which he did know about, great place in my career, my life feels genuinely full. 
I love that. I'm looking for someone to date long term. Okay, when you say looking for someone to date long term, let me just say to you, that's a great thing to say. It's also vague. It is a hallway that you can't see the end of. I So if I'm like, I'm having fun right now, and then you go, I'm looking to date long term for eons. You know, again, that could scare someone who's already scared. I'm not saying you said the wrong thing. I'm just saying the feelings from the other side. He told me he was recently out of a relationship and he wanted to take things slow. I've been in situations just before and I didn't want to fall into that cycle again. I told him since it seemed we were on different pages, I felt like it was best to go our separate ways. Good for you. It's tough to do. He's telling you exactly. He just, I'm looking to date someone long term. I want to take, and then the response is I want to take things slow. You are on two different pages and you're speaking in code. So I agree with what you did. He was a little caught off guard. Of course he was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't want to just fuck without any you know, labels when you got a five-year-old kid? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to know that the person and what you're, you know, I guess, you know, if I was thinking of like what you could say that's more specific, you go, I want a person that has to apologize to me profusely if they cancel the day before our planned date. I guess the day, because I would think, ah, we're just hanging out. Ah, you know, tomorrow I can't do it. I'm a little tired. When you're in a situation, you, you kind of have to take that. You don't have to, but that's the reality of a situation. When you're in, when you're dating someone, you go, well, what the fuck? I made a plan. I got a five-year-old. He's telling you, I don't want to, you know, you're saying I want to be able to go, what the fuck? I have a five-year-old. He's saying, I don't want that responsibility yet. So you said goodbye. That's okay. He said he was a little caught off guard and texted me the next day that he was sorry if I ever wanted to go out to let him know. He's basically, so he's saying the contract that I gave you is still on the table. I did not respond to that. And then five months later, he texted me out of the blue asking me out for drinks. I said, yes, we went out, ended up having a really good conversation. Well, of course you did. Of course you had a great conversation. Let me just zone in on that. That shouldn't be a surprise. It's not like he comes back a different person. You guys already know that you do like each other a little bit. We talked about our relationship and securities, what we want in a partner, and it felt really good to be able to talk it through. Probably the conversation you could have had then, but he was too afraid to have. He's realizing, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. We, we have been seeing each other now for several weeks, but I'm honestly not sure how I feel. I still really like him. But we only ever go out to dinner maybe once a week. We kiss but don't hook up. Oh, okay. So he's holding back. Oh, my God. I just zoomed in. You ever zoom in on your computer by accident and you're like, how did that? Like you do the three fingers thing. Hey, this is horrible. What? Okay. It's okay. We'll be fine. But we only ever go out to dinner once. Maybe this is better, actually. <laughs> but we only go, ever go out to dinner one, maybe once a week. We kiss but don't hook up. To me, that's someone going, okay, if we don't hook up, I guess you're talking about sex or maybe whatever. He's still feeling this out and still is afraid. I think he's still in fear that he's going to sign up for more than he is willing to do. He also doesn't know what he's willing to do. I feel kind of stuck like we aren't progressing past this early dating phase. Yeah, he's doing this on purpose. I want to talk to him about it, but I'm not even sure what I would say. I don't have much relationship experience aside from my ex-husband. I especially don't have dating experience as a single mom. I am also not at a loss for why he reached back out. Do you think he was bored and knew I liked him so it was easy? Um, Yes, 
but not a hundred percent yes. That's part on the pie chart of why he reached out. Or do you think he took me took the time he needed from this past relationship and he is ready for something more? Again, it's on the pie chart, but not as much. It's not 100% one or the other. It's a mix of the two. How can I start a conversation with him to let him know I want to start moving forward and progressing this relationship when I don't even know what that looks like? Again, he doesn't know what that looks like. That's why he's holding back. But he knows that if he goes forward, he is a villain if he ends it. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Love a total MILF. Well, I, I, I love this email. Here's the thing. Men end things before the next step. Women end things after they've tried and tried again. And that's generalized. That's men and women. That's, you know, you could say, well, I don't, fine. But I'm saying generally that's the truth. That's how I've operated. And what he's doing, the next step is sex or hooking up. And he knows with sex and hooking up comes the responsibility for someone who's making time for him. With you know, with you know, with the middle school kissy face, it can end like a middle school relationship. Oh yeah, they in middle school you date for two weeks, right? Oh, so and so is their girlfriend, and then two weeks later they broke up, and you're like, what? That's a middle school relationship. He's keeping this middle school. I think the way you have to start the conversation, and and, and what's hard about this is you go, I don't know, but you're willing to say, I don't know, but maybe this could be great. And he's saying, I don't know, but maybe this will be a total disaster and I'll have another breakup. And and I'm saying this from my perspective because I have been that person where you get in the relationship and you go, let me just see how this all feels. And when you do it with someone who doesn't have a kid, it's a little bit easier to go, let me just put on this coat and see if it fits. When you do it with someone with a kid, you go, oh, but there's a lot more emotion involved in putting on that coat. So I understand that. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a perspective that maybe that I'm pretty sure he's having. I think you have to let him know what you expect from the next step. I think if you said to him, hey, I'm having a great time, but I need this to move forward to see if I want to keep having great times with you. And you have to let him know that, like, listen, I know I have a kid and my life is, you know, but I, I think what I said earlier might be helpful. What I'm looking at, keep it simple. I'm looking for someone who, if they make a plan with me, they're gonna make. Uh, they know that I'm preparing my week towards that plan because I got other things going on that are bigger responsibilities than that. This is supposed to be fun, and I'm looking for that next phase. With that next phase, it's someone. And you speak in hypotheticals. I would go. I'm looking for the next phase. I'm looking for someone I can be physical with. I'm looking for someone who will do plans with me when we both have the time. And I'm looking for someone who's not actively seeking other people to be in a relationship with someone who's giving me a hundred percent of their attention to see if they want the steps that come beyond that. And someone who, if they're questioning it, lets me know and ends it when it's not right for them. I think when you say it that way, you go, you take away the emotion. And of course, if you end it, yeah, I'm going to be upset. But we're going to go our separate ways. We're going to live. We're going to be okay. I've dealt with bigger things. I was in a, you know, I was in a marriage. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Ooh. Now, we're sponsored. You guys are really good about using the sponsors. I, you listen, this is Factor. 
I love Factor. I can tell you why I have enjoyed Factor. It is a quick and easy way to be healthy, and you're going to do it longer than you would cooking for yourself. That's my opinion. When you're healthy for yourself and you're counting calories, especially this time of year, you want to keep it light. You don't want to be bloated. You don't want to feel full all the time. That's how I feel. I don't want to be full. I want to be, I want to be satiated, but I also want delicious stuff. That's factor. Because when you're healthy for yourself and you cook for yourself, you make grilled chicken, grilled chicken, salmon, grilled chicken, grilled chicken, salmon. And then you're out of fucking ideas. Sometimes you do a salad and it's with grilled chicken. Sometimes you do a, 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 a pasta, a whole wheat pasta, and it's with salmon. You're just taking the deck chairs and moving them around the sun deck. And that's, you know, it becomes boring. With factor, it's never going to be boring. They're ready in two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Just heat them up and enjoy. And that's the thing. Here's when I go off track with my health goals. Indecision. I go, what should I eat tonight? Ah, you know, I gotta, I'll make the grilled chicken. I don't got grilled chicken. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. I'll just have McDonald's. And you know, like it, it becomes one of those things because you're looking for the perfect meal. You're like, I want delicious, uh, healthy, uh, not too much, not too, not too little. That's where factor comes in. And whether you're counting calories or looking to boost your protein intake or you follow a specific dietary lifestyle factor as you covered. 34 weekly meal options to choose from. Grilled steakhouse filet mignon. You're not making a filet. Green goddess chicken. You're not making green goddess. There's always something new to try. Factor isn't just for dinner time. Upgrades your lunches and snacks with microwave free on the go options to save you tons of time every day. Head to factormeals.com slash JTrain50. Use code JTrain50 to get 50, 50, 50% off. That's great. That's real money, people. That's code JTrain50 at factormeals.com slash JTrain50 to get 50% off. Love that. Especially this time of year. Let's go to another email, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. It's called a crush because it crushes you. Ooh, okay. Got out of a two-year relationship in February 2023. I'm navigating the NYC dating scene for the first time. I've since developed a big crush on my coworker who's on a different team but sits near me at work. Let's call him E. Backstory. We met at work a little over a year ago when I was still dating my ex. Over the year, we've developed a good coworker friendship. We have great banter conversation. I've always gotten along real well throughout the time. Throughout that time, there have been several instances where I felt like there was a vibe between us, caught him looking at me, etc. I didn't really make anything of it since I was with my ex and ignored it. A couple months ago, E, myself, two other coworkers, a man and a woman, decided to spontaneously grab a drink after work and hang out. I started I start catching them up on my recent breakup, and E says he had no idea I had been seeing someone. This was a surprise to all of us since I thought everyone knew. All my coworkers and I are pretty close-knit and share things as friends would. As the conversation continues, we find out that E has been dating someone for six months. Admittedly, I was saddened by this. You know what's funny? Um, It's funny that you write something very specific. You say that E's that E saying he didn't know you were in a relationship was a surprise to all of us since we I thought everyone knew. Everyone knew about me. I'm the main character. You don't know that I 
was in a relationship. All my coworkers are pretty close knit. And then a sentence later, you say, E's been dating someone for six months. Admittedly, I was sad about this. So you didn't know about E. <laughs> so maybe you're not that close, close knit. Maybe workplace relationships are a little bit of a lie and something to keep in mind when pursuing a work, workplace relationship. You're getting someone that is there and being paid to be there. We're all a little different when we're paid to be somewhere. We're, and we're all a little different when we've got to fill the time. You've got to run out the clock. You've got to get to the end of the day. Oh, I'll talk to this person. We give someone more attention. We talk to them more. We look them in the eye. What do you do when you're not being paid and you can do whatever you want? Talk to anyone you want. What do you do? You start telling the truth. You start being your real self. Again, out for drinks. All these revelations. You have a, you had a, you're out of a relationship. He's got a boyfriend or got a girlfriend. Whoa. Where'd that happen? Off company time. Remember that. We start asking him some general questions about it. How did you meet? What did she do? And for whatever reason, he was very awkward and hesitant, uncomfortable talking about it, which was very weird. I'm going to stay on this theme. Off company time. He's a little awkward and weird about his, his, his personal life. On company time, he's got this, you know, polished version. He's got this, oh, I'm just a guy out here making eye contact with you and flirting. When the when when the when the when the when the when the paycheck stops coming when it's when it's his time in his life, oh I'm gonna pull back a little. Since that night I feel like there's been some type of tension between us. Yeah. He'll sometimes go out of his way to make conversation, give me attention, and sometimes we'll be avoiding distant. Mixed signals all around. <clears throat> Let's start with you're attracted to one another. He's attracted to you. Plain and simple. That's a fact. But now you know more information about him. Now he knows. You know, flirting with you is kind of a dickhead. A few weeks ago, I found out that he spent Passover meeting his girlfriend's family for the first time. I only know this because his team slash coworkers grilled him about about being evasive regarding his whereabouts. Again, on company time, he doesn't want to let you know he has a girlfriend. Off company time, he's at Passover with, you know, the, the future wife. Being evasive about his whereabouts that day since they didn't know about his girlfriend as the three of us from that night kept our mouths shut. See, I'm not sure what to make of that, and I'm questioning whether he could be interested in me since he's taking steps forward in his relationship while simultaneously giving me mixed signals. Yes, totally understand this. Recently, I've decided to leave my job due to some changes in the company I'm unhappy with. I'm actively job hunting, and I'm expecting to leave in the next couple of months or so. I want to let him know that I would be interested if we were to become single. Preferably, when the time comes for me to leave. How do I go about this without coming on too strong or overstepping the boundaries of his relationship? Thanks for your help. Crushing and confused. I'm not that confused. You have a problem here, and... It's a problem with how these work things, you know, there's such a thing as a work wife, work husband. You know, we created these things to make it a little more comfortable that, yeah, I'm talking to the people I'm attracted to in my general everyday life. He's attracted to you. He can take more shots with you because it's on company time, but he doesn't ever have to really pay the bill. You know, he never, he can write checks. He can be flirty and fun. And also he can kind of be his total self because it's not in a dating scenario. He's, he always has the out of, I'm just talking to you at work. I'm, you know, so you're, you also have to understand that you're attracted to an actor, not the real him. 
you got the real him at that at that drinks. Keep that in mind. And that's why whenever I'm talking about works people, you got to take it away from work. Get the real person. At work, they're they're playing the part. At home, they're an actor off the job. If I'm you, I'm not asking you Here's here uh, there's he's dating someone. So it's like there's two ways to go about this. There's a respectful way and then there's an uh, there's another respectful way that someone might disagree with. The respectful way is leave it. He knows where to find you. We live in a world where you have Instagram, he can DM you, he can find you. If his relationship ends, he will and he is motivated to take a chance which he hasn't yet. He has made no effort. He has just been at work and talked to someone who also works there while being paid to do it. So he has made zero effort. So if you leave the job, hey, it was great. Hey, I would do this. It was great to work with you. I've always thought we got along. Here's my number if you, just so you have it. That's your goodbye statement. You don't mention crushes or anything. Then he also now has your number. He can make an effort. He can make a date. If he reaches out, like the day after, you can, and he's like, hey, you know, he's going to reach out. Hey, it was great working with you too. And then you should say, well, thank you. Uh, Let me know if you're ever around my neighborhood and want to get a drink. Now, you know, you can kind of like, I don't know if I would even say that. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I guess, hey, it was great working with you too. Heart reaction. Done. Now, if the next day he's like, how's the job hunt? That's when you kind of say, hey, I kind of feel, that's when you can kind of say, hey, um, I kind of feel, that's when he's really doing again. He's, he's no effort. He doesn't, there's no effort in how's the job hunt. He can keep up. What he's doing at that point is keeping you, the ball in the air for when he wants when so when his other relationship ends with it and i do think he's probably not sure about that other relationship and you're the fun flirty you know what could be you're the you're the like the woman with the kid you're the person that has no responsibility so you're easy to talk to you you're the one he can stop texting back so he might just keep texting you about nothing forever you might have to step away from that. Now, there's another option where you say, hey, um, I'm leaving. I, it's been great working with you. Here's my number. He writes back to you. Um, you know, good luck with everything. It's, it's so great to have worked with you. And you write back, hey, I've always felt a little tension between us. I know you're in a relationship. If that ever ends, I would love for you to use this number to take me to a drink. That's a more cut and dry thing. <laughs> And that's you being like, I acknowledge you're in a relationship. I'm not trying to get in the way. It did kind of feel like we had a vibe. Make a plan once it's over or if it ends. I'm here. And now you kind of like get away from now the idle, uh, how's the job hunt going? That text won't happen as much because now it's been said, here's what I want from this number exchange. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We are sponsored, people. We get it. You want to have a great wardrobe, but you hate shopping. No problem. 
Stitch Fix makes looking awesome easy. Their expert stylists do the shopping for you and send you outfits that are hand-selected for you. Here's what I love about Stitch Fix. I am giving you an opportunity to maybe save some money on some new clothing that you can try on in your, in your home with your mirrors and in the comfort of your own space. You either use it or you don't. That's okay, but I'm right now, I'm getting a lot of summer stuff. Like I, I just bought new jeans and two i got a pair of light wash jeans and i got some new t-shirt with that like curved hem and i needed some summertime stuff i need you know i got a pair of shorts so you're probably in the market for some summertime stuff because it just sneaks up on you so stitch fix is a really easy way to do that and you don't have to go to a store you don't have to make a day of it you can have it sent to you you try it on you get to look at it in your own mirrors, which is very important, and then you can send it back. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and if it does, you've just got a new piece, and I'm giving you some free money. It's really easy, and, and you're going to answer a few questions uh, about where you typically shop and what you like to wear, and then they have sizes from extra small to 3XL, and they work with a 1,000 brands. That's crazy. So you're not going to just get like four things from the same company. Once your new and they have stylists that are going to make sure they're sending you cool stuff. Once your new clothes arrive at your door, try things on, keep what you like, easily return what you don't. That's a big part of it. Easily return. It's time to stop wearing ratty old t-shirts from college and level up your style with Stitch Fix. Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com/jtrain. You'll get 25% off. That's real money. 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. So you got to keep the whole deal. That's stitchfix.com slash JTrain for 25% off today. Stitchfix.com slash JTrain. Bachelorette party drama. Am I being shitty? I love a am I being shitty? Question. <clears throat> Sorry for my voice and my little sniffles here. I'm, I'm trying to shake the summer cold. Listener for years, but first time writing in. I've seen your stand up twice and it's fantastic. Let me just say this. I was just in Kansas City. There were people there that were like, I've seen you three times. I've seen you four times. That is like the greatest compliment in the world. It's why I started this podcast in the in the beginning. I started this podcast because I was like, I need a direct way to get in touch with people to let them know where I'm doing stand-up. It's all about stand-up. I love doing this show. I think, I think I'm good at this show. But I also... It's a service to my stand-up, which when you come again and again, oy, <clears throat> it's so awesome. Thank you. Not of my issue. I'm getting married at the end of May. Uh-oh. <laughs> Congratulations. I hope you're on the honeymoon. I planned a weekend with about nine close friends, five bridesmaids and three other girls, about an hour and a half from where we live. So five bridesmaids, three other girls. Nine, clo- 10 on a bachelorette, bachelor party, perfect number. 10 is the number. You can go to 12, it's fine. You can go to eight. I, I, eight is great. I think 10 is the optimum. Uh, I, eight probably is the optimum. I like 10, I like 10. The house, so they go an hour for and a half from where we live. Drivable, cheap, cheap, cheap. The house was great, but it was going to cost each girl two seventy for two nights. Okay, two seventy for two nights. Here's the thing about money: two seventy for two nights hits everyone listening a different way. We have to remember that. You have to acknowledge that. Two seventy for two nights to me for a bachelor party weekend. I, I'm okay with that. I can understand, but everyone has a different situation, and you know, 
you know, the the big thing I learned from the small amount of time that I did financial planning, aka insurance sales, it's not about what you make; it's what you spend. That's there are very rich people that make whatever amount they're saving like crazy. There's very there's people that are very poor making a lot of money, and it's hard. It, this is all emotional. So you can't get stuck on 270 for two nights. I think that's reasonable for a bachelor party, but okay. My sister put it all on her credit card and was upfront with everyone that because we were being charged at booking, okay, there would be no refunds if you back out. I love that. You were upfront. As long I'm gonna go with what's written here. You 270, you, there was an email sent. Here's the plan. 270 for two nights. If you're in, and I love, if this was the, I hope this was the languaging. If you're in, there will be no refunds because I will be charged. I think if, as long as that was up front, we good to go. We sent it out in November so everyone could plan and budget with one, with one payment in November and one in January. These dates lined up with the card getting charged. One girl had a work trip come up and couldn't make couldn't go last minute. She asked me for her money back, and I told her I didn't have it, that we used it to pay for the house so it would have to come out of my pocket. Plus, then, if anyone else backed out, I would have to pay them back, and that could add up. Well, that is true. You set a rule. If you go back from the rule, now everyone else can go back from the rule. You would hope they wouldn't, but... You know, there's a slippery slope argument here to be made. She said she figured as much. Well, and to just count it as my wedding gift. I don't like that response. Hey, I can't make the bachelorette. If if this is how it went, if it's, hey, I can't make the bachelorette party, is there any way I could get my, la- my money back because I have this work trip? Hey, I'm sorry. We told you in the beginning, it's all paid already. We can't really give money back. Also, like other people on the trip, you know, they kind of knew this. And and then if they say, well, I figured as much. I hate I figured as much. That is a passive aggressive way of saying this was a test and you fucking failed, bitch. That's what they did. She said she figured as much and, just, and to just count it as my wedding gift. I figured as much. Consider that my gift is a douchey way to go. If you had said, hey, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah, they've made an uncomfortable situation. They go, ah, I get it. I don't know. I just, I figured I'd ask. That's a different way to go. That pissed me off since I don't have her money, but let it go. I even ordered her the sweatshirt we all got and the gifts that I paid for since everyone, even though she couldn't come, the gifts that I paid for even though she couldn't come. So you included her. Our friendship hasn't been the same. And she's been distant and cold to me. She's talked about it behind my back. And we got in an argument yesterday where she told me that it was shitty of me to not give her money back since uh, she had to go for work. Am I the asshole? I'm not responsible for her work schedule and basically told her that her attitude was shitty and how does she think that should make me feel. Another girl ended up not going the day of and she didn't get her money back, nor has she asked. Just looking for an outside perspective on this. It's caused so much stress in my fia- and my fiance and I used to be close with her and her boyfriend, but the, the behavior isn't what I want from a friend, especially over $270. Well, you can't do that. Forget the amount. Forget the amount. I hear you. I agree with you, but forget the amount. I would think all of us being in our mid thirties that we would be, we wouldn't be that petty, and that that amount of money wouldn't break us. You got to get forget the amount. Stick to the stick. No, 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 no. Stick to the facts, not the emotion. 
Any advice perspective would be appreciated. Sick of being told I'm shitty. I don't think you're shitty. If I were you, um, this would annoy me as well. The problem, there's so many roads to go down that you can choose the wrong road. I think saying $270, that's what this is all about. That's a judgment on how much they make. That's a judgment on what they can afford. Listen, $270 is a lot of money to a lot of people. And you have to be... um, you have to be okay with that and you have to understand that. The reality is we were up front with you. We were up front with you. We said if you back out, you can't get your money back because now, you know, I guess you would say if you're if you're going to play the devil's advocate, you would say, hey, everyone, what you would do, 270... I don't have a calculator. <laughs> this is where I sound stupid. But if you take 270 and divide it by now nine people and you say, okay, everybody, you know, you know, 10 goes into 110 times, 10 goes into 220 times, uh, 10 goes into 330 times. If you said to everybody, Okay, it's going to be an extra $25. So you're uh, because so and so dropped out. I guess that's what they're asking for. So give or take, uh, you know, that's <clears throat> I guess they're looking to work with you on this and you didn't work with them on it. And I in fear that one of your other best friends would drop out day of. I so I guess that's their point. I don't think you're being shitty. I think you're not working with them i guess that would be you know now i'm not taking their side i don't think you're being shitty i think the way they went it's all about how you go about it you know when you say to someone you can't afford 270 dollars that's shitty when you say to someone well i figured you wouldn't give me my money back so count it as my wedding gift that's shitty if you had said to them hey um we said it before i'm kind of annoyed by this as a friend but let me do the uncomfortable thing. Like, that. to me, that's where this all falls apart. If I'm the friend that has the work trip come up, and you say, because once it gets into math, it's hard to argue with the math. Again, I'm judging $25. Again, this me saying, I, you know, when you get into the, because from one person's perspective is, you can't afford $20. and then from the other side this person's going you can't ask if everyone can pay 25 extra dollars so that I don't get on the hook for 270 you go and they're on a trip they already agreed to take then I you know as the person who's the 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 one getting married I would go well you put me in an uncomfortable position where now I have to go to everybody the move would have been for this person to not make their problem your problem. To go to the group email, hey, everybody. The, the, the appropriate move if they really wanted their money back. And again, I'm not doing this, but I would understand. You know, I think there's a classy road no matter what action you're taking. You have a choice. They chose an annoying road. There was an option 
where they could have gone to the full group email, not made this your issue, not made this the bride's issue. Hey, everybody, and gone to the bride and been like, hey, I can't make the trip. I had a work trip. This is what I would say to the friend. I would say it's not about, it's really about the way you went about it. If they're a true friend and you want to save this friendship, here's the ro- here's the road. And again, let's agree that the solution I just came up with came after reading a full email. You didn't think of this. So again, we have to give empathy for the person who didn't think of it either. But we're now, this is the group coming together. You know, two four eyes are better than two. So you have to empathize with this person that they might see this solution and go, you know what? I wish I had acted that way. And you have to give them retribution. So I don't think you're an asshole, but I do think you could say to them, hey, if you had come to me and been like, hey, I can't make the trip because of a work trip and I'd really need the 270, I'd like to get it back if I can. Do you mind if I email the group asking that they pay an extra $25 ahead to get me my money back? Now you are allowing them I listen, I understand if they all want to do that, that's totally fine by me. Um, I'll even second you in some way. I'll work with you on this and try to help you out there. And then they go to the email and they say, hey, I can't make it. I know this is small, uh, but I'm really, you know, but 270 is a lot of money to me. If you guys don't mind paying $25 extra each or whatever the number is that divided by nine. I'd really appreciate it so I could get my money back from this trip. And if you had done that, now this would be a little bit more us working together and not feel like you were testing me and how good of a friend I was because I did feel tested when you when you said, can you get me my money back? Figured that was the case, counted as my gift. is really kind of an answer that's not a friend answer. That's someone I would work with or have a business relationship with or a customer. It made me feel like I was working for you and I really felt bad about that. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. A solo episode. A solo episode. Boyfriend. And keep sending in these emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Boyfriend of three months won't accept my Facebook relationship request. What is this? <laughs> is this email from 2005? What's going on? Jared, I recently started dating a new guy after almost a year of taking time to heal from my last breakup. Okay, that's an important sentence. Taking time to heal. Okay, maybe you're not healed yet. You're, you're seeing if you are through this new person. My previous relationship ended because my ex was sleeping with other women. And one of the first things we fought about in that relationship was his resistance to making our relationship public or tagging me on social media. Okay, let's agree this is a problem for you. Not you and the new guy. I haven't even read this. I know where it's going. It's not a problem for the you and the new guy. But this is the hard part about being cheated on is that you have been calcified. I don't even know if that's the right word, but you've been put in a position to think of people in a different and less trusting way. People, general people. That guy was pretty terrible and I don't want to judge my new partner for the mistakes of a cheating ex, but the social media thing has come up in my current relationship. Well, you, so 
again, you are judging your new partner by the pa- by the behavior of your past ex, and that is something to be worked with with a professional, with a therapist, with someone who's. I'm not a professional. I'm I'm just a guy with an opinion. I would say cheating can create this, you know, creates a situation where you might have to talk through that with someone who has the ability to talk, has the licenses and is a doctor. I don't necessarily think that my boyfriend is unfaithful. It gives me reasons to distrust him, but I recently updated my relationship status on Facebook and tagged him, yet he won't accept the request. Let me just say this feel, I don't know where you are in the country, where you are in the world, your age, whatever it is. This feels, is the word passe, this feels past its prime. The idea of me getting tagged by a future girlfriend on Facebook in a relationship, I would go, that's weird. They would have to be a big Facebook user. They would have to be someone who is active, active, active on Facebook for me to go, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of expected this to happen. There's a difference between the two. If you're expecting it to happen, okay, this is kind of something I saw coming in this relationship. If if you're not a big Facebook user in 2023, then, and I would consider this a test of me and my faith, my faithfulness. And it would be something I would have to talk to them about. I'm giving you my perspective on the other side. That's how I feel. When I noticed the request was still pending after a week or so, I asked him if he saw the notification. Again, you're opting out of a conversation to make it about this test. Did you see the notification? He said that he hates social media and only has it for marketplace and to keep in touch with his relatives who still live in his hometown. A reasonable response. Hate social media? No. What's his path? What, how does he interact with social media? Not his hatred for it. Fuck that. Take the emotion out of it. It's math. Do you, does he use it or not? Is he a big Facebook guy? If he's a big Facebook guy, again, it's reasonable to be like, well, this is a huge part of your life. As, as, that might sound ridiculous, but it's true. He could tell I was a bit put off and said, well, if it really matters to you, I can add it to my profile. Not a fun way to be, this isn't what you wanted. But again, it's like giving someone a test and they're like, and they find a way around the test, but to still pass it. That's not why you gave the test. I panicked and not want, I panicked and not wanting to sound crazy or controlling. I said, no, I won't ask you to do that. The subject was quickly dropped. Well, it wasn't dropped. That, there is no way in hell. Hey, did you see my Facebook notification? Well, if you really want that, uh, never mind. No. Everyone knows. My question to you, should I believe him when he says he just doesn't want to use the Facebook, even though I see him active on there and he even sends me memes and videos from his timeline? There is a world where you are an active lurker on Facebook and not someone who wants to be an active in a relationship person with. I believe both things can be true. Sending you memes doesn't mean that he is in a relationship guy on Facebook. It doesn't mean that. Now, if he has so-and-so is single on Facebook, that's a different story. Again, this is the nuance and gray area of these things. If he has that, so-and-so is single on Facebook, yes, I would say this is an issue because you're looking to change that. You're saying, I'm with you. Why would you say that you're single? If he has no relationship status on Facebook, I think you got to take him at his word. 
Your test didn't fucking work. And you got to talk to someone who's a professional to kind of get you through these things. But there are other ways to kind of show off a relationship that are less than in a relationship with. We've also briefly talked about how I've tagged him on IG and he's never posted me or even liked my post on there. That's different. Again, that's a different hill to die on. In a relationship with, to the guy who sends you memes from Facebook and uses Marketplace, nah. Hey, I tagged you in a picture with you and you didn't even like it. I know this is small, but it kind of shows me, it kind of feels like you're hiding in the background of my life. That's a, that's a totally reasonable thing. Should I be worried? I think you should be worried about the way you're communicating with him. You're doing, you're doing all these tests to come to a conclusion like you're a detective. Stop being a detective in your own life. Stop being afraid of losing something you don't even have. You're afraid of losing a relationship. If this person won't interact with you on Instagram when you post a picture together, he won't even like it, then you're not in a relationship. You're worried about losing the ability to tell people you're in a relationship. I do feel that these are big red flags. Again, you're a detective and you're not an active participant in your own life. You're being a detective for your life as if you're as if you're you are not you you you're being you know like you're like you're being a detective and yourself you're trying to do this whole prognosis but i don't want to be paranoid just because i was cheated on no that's the hardest part about being cheated on you don't even trust yourself and i get that i also don't want to ask him to post me or tag me and then watch him do it begrudgingly no no no. listen let's start at like the smallest thing in the world hey I tag you and stuff, you don't even like it. That makes me feel badly. I was in a relationship where someone was kind of hiding me on social media. I got to tell you, it makes me feel bad that you don't like my posts that include you. You know, that's a really low, low, low lift for him. No one wants to force their partner to show them off. It's embarrassing. Well, also, like, you need to change your perspective. Am I turned off? Hey, it really turns me off that you don't share my posts. And you have to be okay with that being part of what turns you on and off. And you have to be okay with not losing someone. And that comes with therapy, I think, more than anything. Hey, I'll find a new guy. This one's fine, but he's not really doing it for me. Have you ever said that? Have you ever thought that? However, we're both very active on social media and photography. IG posting is a hobby that we share. So he knows how to use the app. That's another thing. If he's a photography person, he's using it. I mean, bury the lead. He uses he uses Instagram all the time, doesn't like my posts that include him. That's the email. The Facebook relationship you did as a test, in my opinion. I feel that if I were important to him, I'd be tagged in a story where here and there, or at least Facebook official, at the very least Facebook official with him. You are backwards. No, no, no. At the very most, Facebook official, at the very least, would like my posts, share my you know, pictures with him. I have to question, I would say this. When you don't share the posts of pictures I take with you, it makes me feel like I'm being hidden and it turns me off. If you can't say that, then you're afraid of losing them. And you're just going to be looking for clues forever. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at 
gmail.com. That's our episode, people. I want to thank you. Love a solo episode. If you like these episodes, let me know. I love hearing from you. Uh, if you don't, let me know too. I'd love to know. I think this was nice for me. It felt good. I like doing it. So, um, let, you know, I, I could do these more often. I don't. I like the guests. Um, but otherwise, you know, share. If you're still here right now, we're in the last minute. Share, let a friend know, and just thank you for being a listener. Back next week. Boom.